0: Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Let's Drone Out, so that must mean it's Thursday, roughly eight PM, and we are very roughly,
1: very roughly eight, 8 PM.
0: <laughs> I know, and uh, and of course we are joined by everyone's uh, favourite mustache, Stephen.
2: Hello. Good evening, everyone.
0: Everyone's favourite Canadian, Carl. Howdy. And I'm bright until I fly. Hello. Yeah. No,
2: so, Jack, um, I received something in the the post addressed to Mister Stephen Bellrich, shiny video stuff, Esquire, the third left tenement. Um, do, <laughs> do you know anything about this?
0: Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what is might, this? Might,
2: we're not sure whether we can show the the contents here because this is top secret. Let's drone our business here. This is. Uh oh. Serious stuff. Ooh. Now copyright friendly. And what do we have behind <laughs> here? Oh my word. The one, the only.
1: The dog, the dog sh- dive.
2: Oh yeah. Hashtag, ben, the one, the only. And it looks like we've got someone's happy endings as well. Oh, happy flyings, right. <laughs> It's like a, a kind of a grey Sonic the Hedgehog.
0: Hey, Alpha Charlie, I believe you—you've you, uh, watched Flow State. Do you want to come on and chat about it? Like, send me a message on Discord if you want to talk about it. Because I—I uh, rewatched it. If you sign up to Plex, it's free on Plex. The only thing is, is there's a few. Um, there's a few adverts in between, you know. You you watch it, but you can watch Flow State
2: yeah. on. I posted the link, and then uh, there was a hissy fit, and apparently Bardwell told uh, other people to take it down. But yeah, we had the link on the LDO Discord. So if you search for Flow State on the LDO Discord, you should be able to find it there.
1: Yeah, I don't. But... You don't actually need an account or sign in no. to watch it. No, I'm no. watching it now.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I think. Bardwell was trying to monetize it, but he should be getting kickbacks from the advertising on that anyway. He wanted to shift all those hard copies. He's got a garage full of DVDs, I think.
1: Uh, He wants to move the physical in the realm of... or in the era of non-physical media. Mm -hmm.
2: He's got... The man now has a lifetime supply of drinks coasters.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Don't we all?
0: Do you make you take it down because... He's still got loads of physical copies. He's trying to pedal.
2: Well, that he, wasn't the whole re- idea? he wasn't ready to launch. I think was the phrasing. But uh, yeah, huh. it wasn't me. He made take it down. It was someone else after I posted it on their forum. Then, um, how did he get Plex in the first place? Is, uh, made to take it down. He's he's published it. That's one That's of what
1: the.
2: What I mean? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, well, he syndicated or- it out, and it, it was one of the distribution platforms that he syndicated it to. And it was the most accessible international one. So, you know, I suggested that if people want to watch it, obviously you can't go to the cinema. Nope. It's not on like Amazon or anything. You couldn't buy a physical copy in my country. I'd have to buy it in the U.S. and wait for snail mail to get from the U.S., which takes like about 10 times as long as stuff from China. So I was like, well, we just watch it online. It's the you know, 21st century. Why not?
1: I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like, if if the place where he thinks he can make the most money is through the DVD sales or whatever they are, if it's, uh, DVD or, uh, Blu ray, Blu ray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then that makes sense. But yeah, yeah it's, it's just I, not convenient. If you're in
2: the US, I'm sure that, you know, you probably get a DVD from wherever he is in um, Knoxville out to where you are in a sensible amount of time. But, europe and then you've got to deal with you know tax and all that rubbish
1: the problem for me is i would have to go buy a dvd player or blu-ray player to even actually watch them
2: i don't even have one in the loft
0: you can play dvds on your xbox aren't you
1: that's true on my xbox 360 i sure can you play dvd but you can't play
0: blu-ray yeah Yeah. i'd have to go to the loft and get
2: a dvd
1: drive out.
0: Yeah, I can play them on my PS3, Blu-ray nice. and DVD. So, nice. but you should, buy, really did-
1: you should buy two of them. You should buy a Blu-ray and a DVD just to do it.
2: No, not for <laughs> hardware. I mean, it was okay that there was like a, a middle third of it that was just the FPV Freedom Coalition, and it wasn't, I don't think they did a persuasive argument. A lot of it was just, oh, freedom, rah, 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 and um lots of people standing around in with the uh, tents and placards and not really kind of lost me a bit then and I just fast forwarded to get to the actual flying and discussion of, of the hobby, which was a bit more interesting.
0: I I I've always wanted to do a like a commentary track on it. And um this is this is a question for you, Carl. Like yep. when you watched it, when you were first getting F- into FPV and everything yep. was new and exciting, but you did have me like there as well, yeah. And you literally saw my piss boil because, yeah, yeah. But like now that you've gone back and like watched some old stuff, yep, and and yep. like fact checked me, should we say <laughs> what, what
2: boiled your piss?
0: Well, admittedly, it was it was designed for them to be an argument about the the freedom, you know, like, mm. you know, don't uh, remote IDs bad or whatever, and it's against the constitutional rights or whatever. But I found that they super like, do you know, do you know like wartime films? you know, second world war films, you know how like it's almost if they're like, they're saying without America, we would have never have won the war.
2: Oh yeah. That's the typical American war movie. Like, yeah. yeah. America was the only army that fought against uh, Germany in the second world war. According to American war movies, everyone else stood around and asked the Americans to help and cried.
0: Yeah.
1: And Yeah, but you and, have to remember who's making those movies is the Americans, right? So. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. It's like propaganda but it was just how much it got American washed. As in oh, yeah. like there was photos of Chad Nowak, because he's Australian, no one mentioned who he yeah, was. Yeah,
2: and that's where it lost me because it was also centered on the politics and American politics are just like corruption and lobby groups. That's like what's the point of even covering it? You know, you might as well just piss into the wind. It's-
0: yeah. And it was like, <laughs> they, yeah, any, yeah, any, any views expressed for the guests, this show or personal may not affect the views of others. And the other thing that really sort of like done my head in was like Banny, Banny won the whole, like, was it drone nationals or whatever out in, um, you know, out in Dubai. And, like, they covered that, and there was photos of Banny, but no one said his name. They were like, you know. But you guarantee, yeah. if it was an American kid who won it, they would have been all over that, you know? But I was just like...
1: Wait, didn't... No, I think Alex Vanover... I think he won multi-GP, didn't he? Or maybe there was who? A, Vanover, right? Uh, he... I'm talking multi- about Banny. Who?
2: A uh, guy ages ago, before Banova was around, like, was going back to the early days of the hobby, there was oh. a British kid.
1: okay, sorry. I thought you were saying Vanny. No.
2: No, uh, Banny. B for banana.
1: Ah, okay. It's the British, or that's the my AirPods not coming through properly. No. Sorry. I mean, it was interesting
2: to look at uh, some of the, the maneuvers and the evolution of flight styles and stuff, but, yeah it was always going to be a compromise to try and reach a decent audience. And because it had so many different objectives that didn't necessarily fit neatly in with each other, but I'm glad it was produced overall. I think maybe it was two different films squeezed into the same bag. There was one that was totally out totally. the hobby and another that was a political tangent that was sort of near the hobby, but wasn't really the same movie.
1: I'll be honest. I, I actually did enjoy watching it the first time through. It was, um, I think it was when it started getting into like the uh, the politics side of stuff that I my brain just kind of shut off and I was like, I live in Canada, I don't know about any of this stuff and it doesn't pertain to me and I'm also like a noob so like, you know I mean obviously we want freedom we want people to be able to fly their drones and do what they want but you know I I wasn't really.
2: It's all so dependent on which country you're in the the law, the laws all seem to want the same thing fly in safe areas stay below a certain height stay below certain weight limit and less blah 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 yeah they're all broadly the same but the 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 local coverage and how they approach it seems to vary immensely country on country yeah i I don't think people are doing any sort of let's fight the power here no it's going to recognize that probably want to kind of be responsible and you're not just going to go and try and rip five inch quads Outside of schools and stuff. That's, that's
1: yeah, and like idea. diving like buildings in big downtown city areas. Yeah, that's super bad idea, right, guys?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's yeah. a public holiday, in which case, you know, it's
1: fine. Yeah, public holidays and then you find an S D card, that's that's awesome. It's
2: a special exemption. I think that's like when you've inherited from the old English bylaw system, it says if it's public holiday, you can like, you know, <laughs> shoot people and dive toward buildings, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. No. Nope.
1: Oh, uh it looks like uh, Richard Warwick in the chat is asking anyone heading to FPV drone fest? It looks like um Oh, he was also about asking about who uh got FPV. Oh, they
2: sold out apparently in, in one hour? Was that a I, like? I stupidly read, short amount of time?
1: I read they sold out in like a couple minutes from mm. from Failsafe, yeah. So kudos to those guys. That's awesome. I was uh I I mean I was down in the UK last summer. And uh, I went to FPV drone fest, and yeah, that's really cool. I'm not going to probably make it this year just because, you know, obviously the tickets are sold out now, so I wouldn't even have a chance to do it. But uh, yeah, I hope it sounds like it's going to be a blast.
0: In theory, you could still go and then uh, just go as a spectator,
2: I guess. Yeah, just but be a rebel, just fly there without a ticket.
1: Because yeah, you're that much of a
2: rebel FPV freedom.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everyone going there will have a have a great laugh. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. It was a, It looked a bit a bit more serious. A bit. Even though the distance is shorter, it was like down a dirt track and stuff. It seemed a bit um, harder to access. So I thought I'd pass on this one myself.
1: Ah, fair but, enough. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's gonna be plenty of opportunities for FPV over the summer. So I'll just be doing them in different places.
1: Oh, actually, I guess they sold out in 20 hours. So my my uh, estimate or my my source was wrong, <laughs> or I don't remember the source correctly.
2: <laughs> well, good luck, you know. I hope they end up uh, syndicating this and we start to see little gatherings around the country because one of the the big learnings isn't just, you know, let's run a website, let's sell tickets it's you know how to organize it how That's to get it approved for the local council how to cut through the red tape and yeah fbv freedom line isn't just you know shouting getting on youtube and moaning it's learning how to work within the framework of the law and how to you know be responsible pilots so that generations of pilots after us can continue to enjoy the hobby
1: yeah yeah well that's really cool that's like so well, they've done it for a few like you know a bunch of years now, i guess in a row, so you know obviously it's been successful enough that they continue to do it and they keep getting sponsorships and they're getting the you know getting the approval from whoever they need to to be able to actually throw it so that's awesome that's good for the hobby it's good for for the community
2: there's great parts of the country that you know would be amazing to do f p v in It's not just, I think right now they're doing a big drone fest in easy travelling distance for lots of people. But they sold out nice and quickly, which makes me hope that we might see a smattering of additional festivals in future years. Maybe there'll be one up in Scotland for the folks up there, perhaps Wales, get something in the southeast and start to uh, make this more of a, a recurring, something that tracks more with like, you know, traditional BMFA flying events. But, you know cut through the red tape, get the council approvals, do it all safe and above board.
0: How did you f- get on with the whole... Do you remember we had like a little um, chat about, you know, like getting regulated and stuff, and I was speaking with Frank about this on Saturday, about, um, you know, there's there a there's an Acer for uh, FPV you know, that that has has got nothing to do with, like, line of sight. Did you look into any more of that? Did you get any so,
2: Yeah, I had a, a comment from Chris Bradbury, and a comment in the chat there from Alpha Charlie FPV, you will see some smaller one-day festivals next year. So you heard yes. it here first, folks. There's going to be smaller FPV drone fests, all right? Sweet.
0: So that's Banny. Banny uh, was young.
2: Banny's the kid being choked out.
1: Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Surprisingly, <laughs> wow. I'm not surprised Chad's doing the, the killing because he's zany and fun like that. But, like, earlier on, there was, like, a name tag at the bottom, but it's like, who's this guy? Who's this uh, guy? Okay. You know, like,
1: he, he
0: he's in the interview, and obviously that's Steel, but, yeah, they never... Never say, oh by the way, he mm-hmm. won it. And then Chad is only ever talks about in yeah, that's D- David. Like as like n- maybe mentioned his first name, never the second name. So if you do wanna look him up.
2: You wouldn't have a clue.
0: You,
1: you yeah, you
0: wouldn't have a clue. Like, and if you
1: did they talk about Trappy that much in it or
0: Trappy's in it
1: oh okay okay yeah i was i haven't seen it for a while so my my memory isn't the uh
2: yeah like my argument it was literally a who you know aspect it was a lot of it was like bardwell and friends
1: yeah oh yeah you ain't right, no trappy he, yeah he was they did they, they did a whole segment on him in it didn't they or like he yeah. was
0: yeah yeah i mean trappy is american correction trappy is from the other usa the unrelated state of austria
2: Near enough, Jack.
0: And he, you know, he he was the one who kind of had that first lawsuit that they had to then settle on it, so it was over and done. So it didn't like keep going back. Um, but then obviously the thing is with Trappy he is he he lives out in Hong Kong, so like yeah, you know, and they they managed to like get you know get him and like you know record him. And it was just like, no one, I don't know. I just kind of felt a bit sort of.
2: Watch yeah. out for flow state too. Yeah. I, this I, time it's outside America.
0: <laughs> it, I don't think it ever will be. I mean, we've burned our bridge because of, you know, someone actively dislikes us. So, you know, I don't think, I don't think LDO is ever going to really get a, you know, get a good shout. And, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the people who kind of, you know, were back and like a big deal, like Boris isn't around anymore. Like no one's heard from Metal Danny at all. You know, kids. Blackout
2: I had someone asked where they went. I think he had a reputation for living up to his name. Uh, a little bit of a problem with alcohol, maybe. Uh, and speculation. Not, None of us know. I, I thought I heard it from someone who said that wasn't speculation. That That was a, a kind I, of a, a fact amongst the, the group. I, don't don't I heard it up. from
1: someone who said that maybe it was a, not a speculation from a yeah, friend. It? Heard it through that friend. Oh, <laughs> anyway, on a more
2: constructive note, so I got an email from Chris Bradbury at uh, BMFA. So I asked, saying I've you know flown multi-rotors for a while, I'm looking at FPV certification, how do I get the A cert?" And uh, the reply is, you can do any of the A certs with any club examiner. That's it, apparently. So, huh. which is odd because I've asked previously, like conversationally, to clubs, and they've said, oh, yeah, no one here really flies multi rotors. We don't really know what's going on. Hmm. So, yeah. Technically, you can do the certifications with any club examiner,
1: but the including
2: club- the FPV racing certificate. Hmm. But a lot of them, I don't know what's going to happen if you ask a club examiner to test you for FPV racing and they're flying, like, gas airplanes all the time. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go down.
1: Surely there's, like,
2: like, a... Shouldn't you be, like, at least uh, 50 foot off the deck at all times because you might crash into a tree?
1: But yeah, but there must be, like, like, some sort of database with, like, you know, the, the like specific examiners or, you know, um, here in Canada, they have, the, they're, they're called you can flight do reviewers. any of the
2: A certificates with any club examiner. So you should be able to reach out to any of your local clubs to find support. Huh. That's that's from BMFA. Uh,
0: yeah. The only yeah.
2: tricky one in some respects being the FPV racing certificate. Why is that tricky? Well, you might need a couple of gates. So as far as they're concerned, you could turn up to any of your local clubs and any of the examiners should be able to certify you for FBV racing, so long as you bring a couple of gates with you. Hmm. I mean, I'd like to check that out. That the trouble is I've I've tried my local clubs and I didn't I'm not really keen on being a member of any of them. So it would be I guess I could do it, just like got to plonk down some cash and buy an annual membership for the BMFA and the club. Um, Yeah. I'm just going to have to go do it. My my
0: local one just said flat out no multi-raters.
1: I don't
2: know whether that's changed. Well, you can point them to the BMFA.
1: Yeah, maybe. There was a weird thing in Canada where like, so there's Transport Canada, which is basically like your guys' CAA. And then there... There are these um I don't know why I can't think of it right now but there's these like designated fields for you know for the plane guys and for the wing guys um basically they were they they were sort of like okay yeah if you have your registration with you know these specific wing fields or plane fields or whatever you're you're fine you're certified well apparently according to Transport Canada they those fields were actually like against the regulations but they are operating sort of almost pre-regulation for a very long time so then they actually had to shut down all of the they had to temporarily shut down all of these uh, uh, flying fields in Canada for a bit and uh, yeah it stirred up quite a bit just because I mean it's not really related to what we're talking about but it sort of is but yeah it's just the regulation side of it it can be it can be you know confusing whether or not you're flying under one thing but then you know the big dog at the top saying no that's not right or you know you, you want to get your acerts for fpv or for multi-rotor but then you go to the people who are supposed to certify you in it and they say what do you mean We're, we don't we don't mess around with that stuff or we can't help you there it's like it's a bit odd
2: A latest update from wings and wheels, or should that be wheels? Now, <laughs> uh, no wings or X class at uh, Wings and Wheels. Uh, there's some whoops, but no wings. So that's interesting. I guess it's just a bunch of RC cars and whoops now. Does
0: Does Tony know about that? <laughs> Tone, you just built an X class for no reason.
2: Ouch. Why? For- why did I don't know why they had to pull out? It's not really. I'm I think maybe the
0: area is too small connected. and the jets oh, yeah. people were getting a bit of a...
1: Well, this is the breaking news I see. Wings and wheels, drone fest is whoops only this year. Can't squeeze in a big enough track for X-Class or wings.
2: Uh, I yeah. mean, yeah, the flight line was kind of boring, to be honest. So I think I'll just skip it this year. Yeah. Not really into seeing the usual model jets just fly up and down, up and down, up and down. I'm might a bit, as well go to a proper air show.
1: I'm a little bit far uh, to to make it to that. I think so. Yeah. yeah.
2: Just wait for one of the RAF air shows and go and see a uh, proper aircraft.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not enough safety from the crowd. Oh my god! Well, Is this... What from the jets? Yeah. Oh, there's no. There's literally no bloody event for any multi rotor this year.
2: Wait, they're complaining about the X-Class safety, but they're flying all those turbine jets like 20 yards in front of the crowd. How how do they square that circle?
0: Well, because they won all the room and, you know, hated us and begrudged us, really.
2: Yeah. I see nothing to go to this year. pretty much other than i'll just carry on flying as you were even
0: more reason to go to fpv first
1: fpv drone fest. yeah yeah yeah
2: syndicate that stuff guys come on asap hold x on class. tony we can some- hold on tony oh. how about we cut down that x plot x class and put some 40 mil props on oh wait 35 mil props on your x class yeah then you're good to you, go, you mate. can
0: run it as long as you run <laughs> five inch props
2: no, <laughs> no, no, no! Not five-inch prop. It's got to be. There got to be thirty-five more props. Which, Ducted. considering the motors of a forty-two, means that the the prop is actually smaller than the the stator of the motor. May, Do you sure reckon you could, could get away thrust.
0: with that? Put on put on little. I mean, he'd uh, need
2: to run like twenty-four S at least in order to get any any lift. It's, it might as yeah. It would just be for comedy. Cry. It'd be like whistles.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just have a have a. Uh, Oh, yeah! A ducted X class would be hilarious. Oh, had a jack emergency then. Oh yeah, and they
2: set fire to the field. Oh, what the planes did! Oh, jeez. I don't get this kind of like planes are safe and X class are not.
1: I mean, how big are the props on the front of a plane?
2: Oh, huge! Yeah. The, well, they're, yeah, they're they're a lot bigger than. We're talking, like, proper scale aircraft, some of these, so they'd be 12-inch-plus props at least. Yeah. And they've got jet turbines with kerosene, so, you know. Yeah, could be, uh, an a- just a risk assessment-wise, a, a, a tank of kerosene and a, and a turbine. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot more impactful over a crowd.
1: A yeah. More, hey. That's interesting. Well, who knows, yeah. whatever. Oh, Dominic uh, said they've all got batteries or fuel and can all catch fire, right? Yeah. So,
2: and Numskull says up to two foot props.
1: Wow, slice an arm off, right? Like,
2: I don't know, man. Yeah. So it, it's just the the traditional message, like Jack was saying, with flying clubs. Yeah, you're welcome. And until we find a good enough excuse, in which case, no, thank
1: you, go away. Yep. Whatever. Oh well. Yeah, you've been. It uh,
2: won't be a problem forever. I mean, they're all very old, so.
1: I was just going to say, uh, you've been out to any flying at all uh, the last little bit? or?
2: Yeah, I um, got the 10S quad stuck in a tree. Oh. So there's that. Um Ouch.
1: You got it down, I'm guessing?
2: Yeah, eventually got it down, <laughs> and then I plugged the batteries in again, and the ESC didn't initialize. Oh. So... Ouch. I did the only sensible thing and ordered another 4-in-1 12S ESC. Oh. This time not from Fetech. No, <laughs> yeah, well, a Neutron RC. Um, and I've asked uh Alka, the guy that does AM32, and he says, Yeah, yeah, I can support that. And he's put up a firmware build for it, so gonna do a little test out, see how that flies on uh, AM32, which uh, I think I trust a bit more than the fetech one, which just seemed to initialize really badly. Huh. It would. S- like one motor would initialize quickly and then the other two would go and then you'd wait like a couple of seconds and eventually the last one would come in and i checked the wiring loom like check the jsts it was all perfectly connected it was the wiring was all clean and i you know desoldered resoldered everything and yeah it was just it was not great from the outset um we shall see. But I did have lots of fun flying the three and a half inch. Oh, yeah. So I zipped through the trees a lot with this little three and a half inch with walk snail on it. And um, yeah, my, my wife was there with a, with a dog and dog was very calm and relaxed about being flown near. I did, purposefully didn't try and agitate her because I want the dog to be cool. Yeah. Little Bob the dog. want her to be cool about quads. Um, yeah, it's good. I'm quite impressed with the the distance I got out of Walksnail, even in quite a, a dense overgrown area, because I was flying in this like clearing in the middle of the woods and uh, had some visibility down some paths. So I was zipping along some paths and going back, and yeah, it was great. That was it took quite a bit of distance to get breakup on the Walksnail system. I think it did better than DJI. People say, oh, they they're, they're about the same, but I think when you start to go in heavily wooded areas where there's a lot of detail on the image. Yeah. The DJI would turn into like, like a load of bathroom tiles, mm. of green and brown.
1: Just a little mush. Whereas yeah. walk
2: snow would hold in there a little bit. Yeah. Huh.
1: That's good. Yeah. That's interesting. What about yourself? Um, I haven't really done much flying in the past week. Actually, I actually haven't done any flying in the past week. I've just been, uh, well, the thing is for me is I have so much footage to catch up on and for editing that, uh, I mean, I would love to go out and fly more, but then it's like, I have such a backlog. I've got other stuff to do. So it's, it's, it does make it tricky, but yeah, no, I, uh, nothing really, nothing new and exciting for me, but I'm, I did order actually. Um, I just bought a new, I got the, uh, the kiss ultra mini mini one, the, the small, uh, ultra V two mini board, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm hoping to build up a little whoop, some kind of cine whoop. I don't know if I'm gonna do like a there's like a well, there's a few of them. There's not the cine log, but the shoot. I can't remember the name of the other the other frame right now. But um, there's a couple of frames I've been looking at, trying to figure out what kind of whoop I'm gonna make because it's uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. There's something about the the sort of small form factor of a whoop and being able to fly, you know. Differently than a five inch, like five inch is fun freestyling and everything, but or even just cruising around. But you know, you can't really send a five inch into an uh, indoor space or like you know. Yeah.
2: So you're gonna you know build something or just buy like a modular sixty five or something, one of those classics.
1: I don't know. Like I was thinking of doing like uh what is it? There, I, I don't know. why I can't think about it right now. It's not synolog. It's the same. I think it's, it's still made by GepRC. It's, oh, it's, you, want,
2: you want to carry a GoPro on this thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking of, uh, okay. well, there's kind of, I have two ideas with it. It's either naked GoPro or or the Hero 10 bones or or just go digital with it and then just use the 03 Air unit and get a frame where it sticks out far enough where you won't get props and shots. So I guess with most Cinewhoops, mm. though, you don't really have to worry too much about that, I guess, depending on how you mount it. The yeah, they're camera. all
2: designed exactly for filming, even at zero degrees. So you should be, should be clear. Yep. I do remember Tony saying that while he could fly his three-inch Cinewhoop, and while he could fly it indoors, the amount of thrust it took to lift, because it's quite heavy. Yeah. You can't just fly it over a table. It'll knock everything off the table.
1: Oh, really? Just because it's so gusty?
2: Yeah, well, he was flying a full-size GoPro, and because he wants a bit of flight time, he's flying a full-size GoPro with, like, a 1300 4S. Oh, wow. And so it weighs, like, the same amount as a 5-inch, but it's having to, like, get the same amount of thrust that a 5-inch needs to hover at 3-inch props. Yeah. So the the actual, like, amount of air that those 3-inch props are moving is, is pretty heavy. For sure. And if you fly over something it just you know blows all the stuff off a table so there's a a world of difference between like a little 1s kind of 40 mil prop that weighs 20 grams dry doesn't really need to move a lot of air but the the bigger they get the the more push they have to to produce and the, the more kind of um obvious i guess they can be if you're flying them around a typical dwelling
1: yeah i the thing about like i never really understood why people try to put full size gopros on a whoop it just seems a bit counterintuitive as far as it's
2: what people had
1: to start with true yeah i mean but these days it's like yeah i I guess it it does take a whole other skill to to decase a gopro though it's like it's kind of a i guess it's a little bit tedious and it can be costly if you if you screw something up but uh i was actually i was chatting with um I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right, but I think it's McAllis. Uh, he's on the the Kiss Ultra team. He uh, he does a lot of sort of like whoop stuff, and he does a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah, I was chatting with him, and he was recommending the uh, the Geprc Cinebot 30, I think it was, or maybe the 25. I can't remember which one it was, but apparently those are you know sweet little you know 25 or two and a half three inch whoops that you know if you go if you i mean i think he flies analog but uh on on his but i mean if i'm going to do it i might go digital hard to say but um yeah it's uh is that CineBot or CineLog? log uh, which one Cinebot. bot bot apparently the CineLog... log I, I think that the cinelog log's been out for a while um, yeah so i'm not sure i think i think the CineBot bot is the one that's a little bit more new and improved sort of stuff so
2: I remember GAP RC when this craze arrived. They were doing a lot of models, and they seemed to get pretty good reviews, even from the likes of Bob Ruge, who's you know notoriously um, fussy about what he likes and doesn't like in quads. He he reviewed a couple of the GAP RC models and quite liked them.
1: Yeah, well, and there's also even like the Axis Flying Cineon Thirty, um, and they're all very in, they're they're basically all in the same sort of category mm-hmm. classification, but. Um, they do seem compelling, man. They seem pretty cool. Like, it looks very light. Yeah. looks The yeah. Cinebot specifically, it looks more like, um,
2: you know, the traditional Whoop where you've got the plastic frame yep. with the, the little kind of pyramid canopy in the middle. It's like one of those but inverted, so it's a pusher yep. with a carbon fiber brace that's mounted on top of the plastic frame and then typical kind of... Um, camera cage and things put on there it looks pretty tough it's yeah nicely designed
1: yeah it's uh it does look uh, it does pique my interest let's just say that because i don't know i mean whether or not i need a cine whoop or whether i just want one i don't know but it would be really cool to have something small compact that Would you be flying in the club because you do some club photography now and then? I mean, I guess technically it could be a possibility. I mean, I know the club does already have like a FPV whoop guy um, who's actually a buddy of mine, actually. So um, I don't know why. Maybe you could team up. He could like, uh, you know, get in on his insurance and permit and give it a
2: spin around the club with. uh,
1: Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, while I'm there, though, I'm busy with my own camera. So like he's doing the the video stuff or the the. You know, the other whoop stuff, I'm doing the the camera stuff. But that would be pretty cool, though. You know, even just being able to do practice run before the club is even, like, open. Just be cool to see, you know, what it's like flying in that type of environment.
2: Yeah, I'm seeing this thing. There's measurements on the r c site. Um, 127 millimeter motor to motor. And the actual wheelbase if you like the the full chassis is uh 180 mil by 180 mil yep which is seven inch square basically huh wow not too bad
1: yeah yeah the uh the guy that does the all the sort of fpv cinewhip stuff in the club i work at it, his name's uh steven steven he's in he's from toronto he goes by s1w drones or whatever but yeah he does a bunch of stuff like he um he does everything from the smallest little cine whoops all the way up to, you know, massive cine lifters. So um, it's, it's pretty impressive to see what can be done, I guess, you know, from all different platforms. Yeah,
2: we've got it. We've got some encouragement from Numskull, who says raves are fun to fly. Um, <laughs> I yeah. bet. Make sure you don't have too much fun before uh, plugging in. Um, and then uh, Brian FBV, you don't need a cine whoop. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether he's saying you just could use the GoPro, or maybe implying you just rip the five inch, and uh, <laughs> you know, so long as you're flying around the more kind of uh, well pickled members of the nightlife, they may not notice. Yeah, That'd be
1: fine. Yeah, or just you just know pull out the X class and just uh, yeah bust out the X class <laughs> in the club. You know that should be fine. Might have a bit of, might need some good liability insurance. I mean,
2: even with a Cine Whoop, you need to be very careful. Like you're flying next to someone with long hair. Yep. It flips out because of the prop draft. If it goes anywhere near those motors, you're going to be having a bad night. Having a
1: very bad night. Yeah, that is one thing that I noticed. Like it's funny because I'm in this, uh, I'm in a group on Facebook called Cine Whoopers. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys are in it or not, but... Uh, I
2: thought you were going to be like, I'm in a group on Facebook called Quad Stuck in My Hair.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be funny, actually. <laughs> um, but, no, so sadly enough, well, or maybe not sadly, but you know, coincidentally enough that we're talking about this, there was this guy, and let me see if I can find the clip, because, I mean, that's exactly what happened. He was, like, flying a up around a model that was, like, standing on a car, oh, and he... No. Oh, basically, the the model whipped her hair like she was just like, you know, adjusting her hair or something. Well, the hair literally just grabbed the cinewhip or the cinewhip grabbed the hair and it just like ate her hair. And but surprisingly, she was really chill about it. And she was kind of like, yeah, I was very surprised. Like she was kind of like laughing. I want to see if I can find the clip. I feel like he probably took it down because I thought probably... well,
2: the photographer would be walking away with like lacerations from nails all over their like face and arms as they tried to sort of. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd think. Untangle right? it. Yeah, it's. That's remarkably brave and understanding considering the hair is, uh, you know, what's doing the work when she's standing there on top of the car. I know.
1: And you know what? I can't find the dang clip anymore, which is so sad. And. Uh... Yeah, I think it maybe maybe it got taken down, but yeah, that was uh, quite interesting. So, how about you, Jack? You been up to anything? You been flying at all?
0: No, like, it's been it was a bank holiday, so yeah, like yeah, no, nothing happened. I I've not been out. Huh.
1: that's no fun.
2: I know. Yeah, we have a question from Dom, looking for EU or China suppliers. Um, for frames and i i do know that there was a supplier um in italy i think or spain for the aos stuff so i was gonna suggest that i think farin's frames i don't know if anyone's used them has anyone used farin's frames no i have not based in italy farin's frames f-a-r-i-n-s
1: they, should be, they carry it,
2: Chris's designs.
0: Yeah, you should be. You shouldn't have a problem if you go with any other European Union supplier because he won't have. He won't have to pay import. So as long as it's yeah. from the EU, I mean, um, uh, what the, like?
2: And obviously, you want quick shipping, so it would help to get an EU supplier for that.
0: Yeah. You know, there, there was the the German one, the NT uh, company. Like, you could ask in the Kiss Ultra Discord or ask Alexander. He's probably got a few contacts. Because all those guys, you know, they're all still part of the European Union.
2: as these guys here. Huh.
0: Hmm. Nice little, like braced arms and stuff. Chris Rosser would be proud.
2: That is, well, it's his frame, yeah. yeah. It's one of it's the European cutting place that he's got to do his frames. So, uh-huh. ah, yeah.
0: the AOS.
2: That's what I've been flying recently. And he's got the new faceplate there, which um, is designed to take these DJI 03 cameras or the other cameras that have gyros in. So I think you get some inserts that go between the frame plates and the camera for a bit of vibration resistance. Um, yeah, that seems to be quite popular. It is. I've used how, this myself, but. how Sorry. we
0: went really, really small because like the VTXs <clears throat> started to get really tiny and everything, and then mm. you know DJIs come along and now frames have to be bigger yeah. in order to incorporate the air units. The vistas and then the O three 3 uh, unit <laughs> with the big races camera. are still
2: using 14 mil cameras i mean there's just more of a split between freestyle and racing races are obsessed with super light stacks and they're still down at 20 mil i think everyone's using 20 mil stacks now but the the, the 14 mil cameras it's hard to find a racing frame that takes a camera bigger than the nano size now
1: yeah I was actually, I was going to show you guys something. I don't know if you saw this on uh, Facebook or not, but, uh, so check out this, uh, disaster. So basically there was a, a, some kind of cinema pilot that was flying at, uh, EDC, which is a big, uh, you know, electronic music festival in, I think it's in Vegas. And as you'll see, he's flying over the crowd and I think he whips around the DJ and, you know, all is well. And that, so yeah, you see him, he's kind of whipping behind the DJ here on the stage, does a little orbit, uh, you know, and turns around, I think, should be turning around in a moment here. Um, yep. And he's, you know, kind of doing a little stage cruise, or sorry, crowd cruise. And then I don't know what happened, but oh, look at that. Just crashed right into the crowd, right? Well, there, where's the video? There was, it was actually, this girl got uh, the drone crashed into her face apparently and it was all caught in her hair and she they got the drone they kept the drone afterwards but this was the drone here so um i'm not sure if you can tell what that is obviously it's some kind of digital thing it looks like the gopro is on some kind of interesting looking mount there um but yeah, it looks like the a motor broke off or maybe they had to break the motor or cut the wires to get it out of her hair. Um, but I guess afterwards, yeah, they just had a free drone, which is kind of funny. But she, again, this girl was like super chill about it. She wasn't even like, she wasn't mad. She was like totally okay with it. And I'm just like, wow.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you just gotta get ready for the, for the drone to
1: hit, you know? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, like Dominic says, at least I had prop guards on it. Yeah, like, I mean, Uh, I feel like it's still, I I feel like even that size of drone to the face, that carbon fiber to the face probably wouldn't feel very nice. But It's
2: a lot of carbon fiber.
1: At the same time, I feel like I might potentially be okay with it, if I got to keep the drone afterwards, I'd be like, Oh, I can fix this. And Oh, now I've got an air unit and a naked GoPro and a bruise on my face, but the bruise will heal and I can repair this go or this drone. So.
2: Yeah. I don't, why would you fly any system? You, you, you should be range testing that with like a substantial amount of noise tolerance. You shouldn't.
1: Well, see, I wonder. I don't know what happened there. It looked—it kind of looked like a failsafe. It, it was like a bit a weird, safe,
2: but that? it looked a lot like a failsafe.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, there's a lot of uh, you know transmitters and and you know stuff going on at those types of festivals where like they're sending video. You know,
2: they've got wireless lighting control and stuff like that. That might be mics. blasting out.
1: Yeah, wireless mics. The and... mics. The video sends the. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm glad no one was hurt because the last thing you want is, like, once again demonized because someone got hit in the face when they were trying to enjoy themselves at a concert. It's not what you want. Technically, yeah.
0: didn't she steal it if she didn't give it back? She I mean, who, tro-
1: how would she have known who it was?
2: Yeah, true. I mean, if someone, like, crashes... And something flies off their car and hits you in the head, and you don't notice it till later. Have you stolen it? Like,
0: <laughs> no. Well, she noticed it. It did smack her in the face.
1: I think the that that's speakers. ample reason to keep it. And and like, <laughs> oh, it, it's almost fair. You yeah. you
2: you take it off the floor and then be like, uh, well, what? I guess we have got to give it back. And then you're in the middle of a stadium with hundred thousand other people thinking. Uh, where do we take this? And, you know, the instant they finish the gig, it's like, open the doors and throw everyone out the stadium as quickly as possible. So yeah. they're probably just like, uh, like, now we're in the street and we still got this.
1: Hi, I have this drone. I would like to return it to the rightful owner. It's like... well, you know, yeah, sh- you show, me, you
2: show me this quite nerdy people. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it really, it should have been... There's probably... There could have been some kind of, like, potential, you know, lawsuit even with that, right? Like... Maybe, think. but yeah, who knows? It did
2: make me wonder like why these people go and see DJs because the guy's just standing on the stage and he's like press go on a sequencer and then he <laughs> just jumps up and down and waves his arms. He's like.
1: like, he's like pretending that he's pressing buttons on his mixer and stuff. Yeah, no. Dude, I literally work in a club. So I see that every so weekend. Outrageous. It's like, I at least press get a play. chaos
2: pad and make it look like you're busy with something, you know?
1: Yeah outrageous well there, i i will say there's there are still djs out there that do mix live on the spot so you know yeah
2: do a bit of beat matching you know yep just work work for that applause
1: <laughs> oh actually one thing that's kind of funny about it, you say that you know work for that applause right well i saw this dj one time on the mixer he had uh programmed a button that actually triggered an applause sound with some reverb on it. So it made it sound like the crowd was like going crazy. I'm just like, dude, smart thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, that, that's a way to make it seem like the crowd's really oh, into you. But,
0: yeah. that looked like battery
1: sag, probably. Oh, yeah. The, those batteries only last like what? Maybe two, three minutes at most? Yeah, I don't know. That, I,
2: don't know. I don't think that was. Well, he'd have had to be, well, assuming it's a he that's flying it. The drone pilot would have had to be pretty dumb to be flying over the crowd with the battery dropping out that much. Yeah. Uh, if you're flying at a live gig, you're not flying. Your battery is down below three point seven volts a cell, are you? No, you're if going you're like, for like right landing time swap.
1: Yeah, you're giving yourself a good buffer room, and then yeah, you know, even if it's like you know, you got, you got to play on the safe side, right? So,
0: I just think if the if the girl did get Caught up or hit with that drone, you think she would have contacted the, the the organizers and been like, who was flying that drone? Yeah. You know, like who the F did you, this? Like, yeah, because I got here. Yeah. Surely there'll be like some sort of like you know, apology at least for her.
1: Yeah, or like, yeah, people are saying, like, oh, you should get free tickets for life for this and whatever. And it's like, th- here's the thing though, too. A good proportion, a good uh, you know, portion of people at those events are, you know, not quite uh, fully aware of what's going on. Let's just say, yeah. so she like, may not
2: have felt that drone for a couple of minutes. Yeah, that's what you're saying
1: exactly. So, yeah, it's who knows, but yeah, it's. Uh, I guess it is what it is. Always uh, err on well, the I'm side just glad of. Glad everyone
2: walked away from it, and you know. No permanent damage was done. Yep. That's always the best outcome, really, isn't it? Yep. Easy to replace carbon. Oh, yeah.
0: It is a bit of a weird one.
2: A little bit. What else has been going on this week?
1: That is a good question. I don't know. I, I, was, I was trying to follow up on some FPV stuff, um, but there wasn't. I mean, maybe I'm out of the loop. But I didn't see anything too notable this week, really. Um, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just out of the loop.
0: Okay. I flew and, uh, last
2: so.
0: last weekend, not this weekend, but last weekend, tried the O3A unit, and um, I don't know whether I mentioned that live on the show. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: yeah, I think you did mention it, where it kind of gave you a bit of an uneasy feeling.
0: Yeah, a little bit motion sick, not too bad, and um, I now fully understand what Stephen was saying about the whole like tree blurry, you know, in focus mode. Like you, you kind of like moved like you're a bit, and the sort of like walls either side of your head, those bits were like very very blurry, weird. So. I mean, but it was What's, what's worse,
1: though? Is, is analog breakup worse than that? Or would you prefer that over analog breakup?
0: I'm just used to... It's I don't different. know. I, I, yeah, I'm quite... I'm used to, like, analog breakup. And if you do have a problem, it kind of, like, lets you know. So there's, like, a little bit you can do about it. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't see the details. of Like, the tops of grass and, you know, everything is like so painfully sharp Mm. like you know even i mean i've got astigmatism in my left eye and i was able to like adjust the the optics because it wasn't the integra version and um i got to try it out and yeah it was it was pretty incredible i don't know whether i'd really want to spend i don't feel like i'd want to spend that much on that system to just get that and for freestyle, like, yeah. And also non- have
1: to ex- update update your frame to actually make it work with it too. Like...
0: Yeah, there's a lot kind of... Yeah, I just, for the, the little amount that I fly and the weather in the UK, it it was like, you know, it's like this Tyrannus. Everyone was like, oh, you've had the Tyrannus years. This is a 2019 model. I did not get this via the first batch. And then I had to order it from Banggood back when they were a thing. So I got this late 2019. Yeah. Then it was locked down for two or three years. Um 2023, I was in my operation, so I missed that year of flying. And then obviously I picked up quite early with a few trips down to Hidden Valley. When all the stars align, and um, you know, and then I'm still having the your the your problem, yeah. and it's 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 either it's either wiring or it's the actual gimbal, you know. And do I really want to spend another twenty quid to change out the gimbal? I've fully taken it apart. I got rid of the black gunk. I can't think of what else is the problem with this. Um, you know, and it would mean taking it out, you know, and then going to use it for a couple of times whilst carrying up a backup radio in order to do it. But I was like that, that transmitter has done no mileage and it has been nothing but problems.
1: Yeah. That would make me definitely question continuing to use it. Yeah. But you, you have upgraded now, right? So Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, you know, this poor thing, you know, I've had to done the internal module, got a new back for it. So this has been, you know, jackified inside.
1: Oh, did I you thought- 3D print that uh, gimbal protector?
0: No, it comes with it. It's silicone. Oh, cool. So it's not, it's all. Yeah. Uh.
1: What, you said you jackified the boxer.
0: Yeah, well, it had a four-in-one, and I was like, you know, it needs yellow S inside it, so that way I can I can have, you know, I can then start thinking about you know using, you know, using the module bay for ghost. Using the ghost,
1: yeah. So would yeah. you? Is it is it safe to say that you jacked off your boxer?
2: Hmm. No. Oh. I opened it, it up. Quite difficult. Like, I think you jacked it off pretty hard. <laughs> yeah.
0: I opened it up, had to like had to resolder some of the, the standoff pillars that the screws go into it. Oh, yeah. And had to dig out for different screws because they weren't the right length. I had to use some of the screws that were used for the old module that were shorter to then hold the the fan module in there and I had to also figure out how to take the bloody boxer apart that that um, because they got the headphone ports in the top the PCB is like wedged in there you have to spudger the Uh, uh, PCB out of there and there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of witness marks and Jack Chewy marks trying to, nasty. in order to do that. So if you have a four in one and you wanna put a module in there, you're best off uh, selling.
2: The Did you see r- Radio, the radio Master it. posts on Instagram? It's What's That? See Radio Master posting on Instagram. No. They've posted something near to, and dear to my heart. You know, that can only mean one thing. Something that is yellow. Tastelessly colored radios, absolutely. It's just <laughs> oh, is this a replacement, replacement for days. your jumper? Don't speak about my poor little jumper like that.
1: <laughs> I knew it had to do with something with yellow when it was Steven. Do you own like, new yeah,
2: jumpers? I- that's the important thing. One, you're looking at specs and technical proficiency, and two, nice bright colors, right? So that's the the two things we're looking for. Of course, I can't seem to search Instagram because reasons. That's always nice.
1: And then there's me, who's like, all right, as long as the specs are pretty good, but as long as it's got to be blacked out. <laughs> I'm like, you just don't know what matters, mate. You don't, you know, getting it wrong. Yeah.
2: It's got, it's got to be just completely and utterly tasteless. That's what's going.
1: On. See, I I personally wish that there was like, you know those um you know those cars where when the sun hits it on different angles it like changes color like like Min Chang Kim,
2: MCK. Have you seen the MCK versions of Radio Masters? No, that's what you want. Yes, yes. Show, show. So what, he's got the.
1: Oh darn, you're right. Let's see. I got it. I found it. So it's like, whenever you... What, oh. what, is, what do you call that, though? Iridescent. Yes. Iridescent color. That is pretty cool. I believe. Very uh, cyberpunk-ish. Kind of. Yeah, I think they did a
2: pretty nice job on that. It's kind of, yeah. It's a fun move. Pretty cool. Not if to you do like the blame power, so. for our audio listeners, what you're looking at oh. is absolutely iridescent, sort of moving between... Turquoise and purple and gold as it hits the light. That's uh, pretty Larry. Unmistakable. But um, let me just present some more tastelessness here, just to show you the the horribleness that we're talking about. Needs more seasoning. if you thought season. that, you know, Radio Master just being red and gold wasn't <laughs> enough, you gonna know, check these puppies out. Oh, my word, look at that.
1: I would say the yellow one is the best out of <laughs> all of them, to you be honest. Don't.
2: Well, I mean, thank Happy you. Meal. Thank you for towing the line. That's the yeah. correct
1: answer. I mean, I don't know. The green is like, I don't is know. Is that more you? Uh, that, one, that one is a little greenish. It's on the green side for Stephen. Oh,
0: carry on, Stephen.
1: Oh, yeah. I think I think They've it's got the, a the gloss, it.
0: easy wipe, um, sex yeah. toy. Mm. You know, yeah. sort of plasticky. Polish it up. Yeah, you know, very Ann Summers.
1: Mm. I did like nice the full. clear nostalgic kind of style case. That was cool.
2: It looks like they've got kind of that car-style clear coat where it's got real high gloss where the light hits it. It's quite fun. Sakura. And uh, Sakura Pink, which is a kind of translucent pink.
1: Oh, no, I, I like that the... one. I like that one. If you yeah, want to see N64. the guts, transparent. N64 style, yes.
2: You know you're going to fly better with something like that. I mean, it's Oh, question, without right? a
1: doubt. Yeah. yeah. That was, you know what? Speaking of N64, that was really cool that they did that. I would just have to say.
2: Oh, the crystal was... colors. And then there's this guy as well, which caught my eye.
1: That there's must be. That
0: is a bit of you. Come off it. The Radio Master Lemon Yellow
1: matters anything. How could you say that's Lemon Yellow though? That's more it's like... Not.
2: It's a bit too green. It's that looks Lime like, Green not Lemon Yellow. Like your your, your,
1: your screens close, are not calibrated. Dude, it literally says in the description... Right, look, look there's, bright, there's the one that you're calling green. yellow.
2: Call there's it, the other one Yeah, they call it Bright Silvery
1: yellow. Green even on that Instagram. That That yeah. is clearly
2: yellow. Yeah. yeah. That is not the same color as that. No,
1: no. Well, even the description on that Instagram post it says bright silvery green. So
0: man, that's yeah. quite yellow to me. You need to calibrate your screen, monitor. Calibrate
2: your,
1: calibrate swing, your, monitor. <laughs> calibrate
2: your... <laughs> yeah. When were you last working with photo content? A, a, a. Well, speaking anyway, of probably that, actually I the other day. And also the spiky sticks, which is another Radio Master thing they've been making a big bruhaha about. You might see that the stick ends are. Like little medieval clubs with millions of tiny spikes. Wouldn't
1: that hurt your fingers? Actually, I
2: have some, and you kind of recoil initially because you're like, that's weird. But then your fingers just don't slip. That's just Hmm. perfect grip. So, you just push them in and,
1: and they stay like
2: it's not it- like you need to hammer your fingers on them if you think about it. What you no. don't want is you barely if you move your fingers at an odd angle on the stick while you're flinging it side to side, is for your finger to slip. So, um, true, yeah, yeah it just stops the slippage.
1: Well, that's pretty cool. There's
0: still a lot of LO talk, it's promising. Will Steven abandon jumper?
1: I, don't I know, doubt. that
2: jumper is good. I it's guess. got the AG-01 mini gimbals in it, which makes it pretty amazing. It gets really good battery life as well. We'll see.
0: Nah. We shall see. Well, unfortunately, that is all we've got time for. You've been listening to Let's Now. It's been a whole hour of just catching up, having a bit of a chill. It's nice to meet up with you guys. Curry, you were dearly missed, my friend. Um... We we miss our dad, our FPV dad.
1: Don't leave us, uh, dad. Course, Come home. I,
0: he won't be back next week.
1: Cook maybe us dinner. We
0: could, maybe we could find, yeah, maybe we could find something what nice for, left us? for next week. Um, the show has been made possible and is sponsored by our lovely Patreons. If you have got a couple of dollars, it really helps out the show. You get bonus podcasts. You get an easy, really easy way of getting in contact and chatting to us um, via uh, the Patreon. Um, We also kind of like hanging out there. Uh, It helps pay for things like editing, cutting out all the rude words. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, any of the light podcasts
2: also helps create our web presence so if you ever forget where we are if you put let's drone out into google there's a little page that shows you all of the episodes so you don't have to go and scroll to youtube and find the live shows and gets you everything in one place shows you where our shop is so you can bounce over and get your ldo t-shirts and hats and yep. mugs and whatnot
1: yeah so let's out. Com. The, uh, yeah
2: yeah yeah just renewed the, the payment on that Yep. Today. So, thanks very much for Patreons.
0: Yeah, thanks, guys. We would be nowhere without you guys. So, yeah, also don't forget, we're live every Thursday on YouTube. You've been joined by Stephen.
2: Thank you, and good
0: night. Cole. See ya. And I'll be bright until I fly. Happy flying, as Paintless would say. Thank you, good night.
2: Telemetry lost.